Welcome to the first ever episode of Shaley's Political Weekly Podcast, a podcast where I will be having conversations discussing current events relating to Indigenous peoples facing racism and fighting fear. In this episode, I will be talking about Indigenous peoples across the country facing endangerment of lands and rights and taking a stand against racism. Conflicts between the settler nation and indigenous peoples are rising as many indigenous peoples across the country have faced endangerment of lands, rights, and systematic racism in 2020. Major conflicts, groups, and people who play an important role regarding this issue includes the battle between Wet'suwet'en heritage chiefs and the coastal gas lake. The story shapes how indigenous peoples have dealt with and survived attacks through colonial violence and the strength it takes to fight for justice. One of the stories that has made national headlines in 2020 includes the battle between Wet'suwet'en hereditary chiefs and the coastal gas link. Indigenous leaders have made a deal with Canada's government to resolve issues over the site of a pipeline project, which has caused many protests and police raids. The main issue behind these protests is the construction of the Coastal Gaslink Pipeline CGL. The CGL is illegally continuing ahead with pre-construction work on the traditional territory of the Wet'suwet'en people. The battle to stop the pipeline has risen conflicts for over a decade. CGL is proposing a 670-kilometer gas pipeline that carries gas from Dawson Creek, BC to the coastal town of Kitimat where LNG Canada's processing plant will be located. Each tribe has full authority under their law to control access to their territory. All of these five tribes have opposed the pipeline and no, not one tribe has provided any consent to Coastal GasLink to start construction on their lands. The decision made by the Supreme Court of Canada states that the Wet'suwet'en have the right to their land. However, this decision did not actually determine how much land belonged to the Wet'suwet'en. In response to this, this decision, protests were being held across the country in support of indigenous activists in camp who are attempting to block the construction of the pipeline. The meeting between the hereditary chiefs and the Canadian BC government has taken place in Smithers, British Columbia. All of the railway shutdowns, highway blockages, and other protests have broken out across Canada. The first decision originally made was by the Supreme Court of Canada in 1997, affirming the Wet'suwet'en to have the right to their land. But conflicts arose when the ruling did not determine which land actually belonged to the Wet'suwet'en group. The first step to this issue occurred on January 1st, when the Canadian Coastal Gas Link has been giving an eviction notice by the Wet'suwet'en, telling the workers they are trespassing their territory. February 6th was when the RCMP has started to arrest and take over Wet'suwet'en territories, arresting those who did not obey the idea to construct the pipeline. On February 1st, Justin Trudeau further announces the situation has become unacceptable and barricades must come down. 
This issue has been around for decades, but has been a major issue for indigenous territories because the route for the coastal gas link is disrupting the territory of many indigenous groups. The wet Soanit group has opposed the construction of the pipeline plenty of times and says the workers have never actually had consent from them con to construct it on their territory. Since all of the land in the country is originally owned by indigenous peoples, it is wrong for the workers to construct the pipeline without consent. There are many other negative factors involving in the protesting for this matter because when it comes to building the pipeline, it can disrupt and harm the land as well as increase the risks of climate change. A similar incident took place where indigenous women had faced racism from the police. During one of the issues, a group of indigenous women began drumming in a ceremony to honor the spirits of missing and murdered indigenous women across the country. Many people who were arrested felt pain because they were being removed from their own territory. 28 people were arrested in this protest. One of the protesters, Tate, says she and the other land defenders remain defiant. Many climate action groups have also supported the Wet'suwet'en fighting for what is right. There's also a camp in northwestern British Columbia where people in the Wet'suwet'en nations are fighting against the controversial natural gas pipeline. A similar conflict arose as Canada's National Police Force began to deploy helicopters, armed for officers, and dogs to clear indigenous activists who were blocking roads and work for crews from the pipeline. These demonstrations have also put on a lot of pressure on Canada's Prime Minister, who has said many times that he is committed to diversity and tackling the inequalities that are facing indigenous peoples. In my opinion, I find it terrible terrible for indigenous peoples who are being removed from their territory and, and unable to use their voices to speak up and get heard. It is unfair that the police have also started arresting people from the Wet'suwet'en for fighting for their own land and space. What is really frustrating me is that the government claims to support indigenous peoples and they still fail to support their rights. This issue is important because the pipeline is being constructed through culturally important areas. The project is too costly and also has a greater cost for envi environmental risks. During the planning for the pipeline, the office of the Wet'suwet'en presented a route through its territory called the McDonnell Lake Route. This route would have followed a path through the Wet'suwet'en territory as well as the Skeena Headwaters, which is a cultural area that many Wet'suwet'en rely on. The construction of the pipeline does not contain any specific information to Wet'suwet'en cultural needs or impacts it has on the Wet'suwet'en territories. Based on my research, some of the best potential solutions to solving this pipeline problem includes enacting a new bill, withholding discretionary funds and requiring further environmental controls on the project. The new bill can define federal jurisdiction, take over approvals for the project and outline penalties if the province stands in the way of the pipeline. The federal government can require further environmental controls by making sure there are du double-walled pipelines to help with the environmental cons concerns indigenous peoples have. 
This issue shouldn't be viewed as an anti-pipeline protest. Indigenous peoples are demonstrating all over the country to say that they do not want RCMP to use violence and remove people from their own territories. There are many ways we can also help take action and help support the Wet'suwet'en by pressuring the government, donating, educating yourself and others, signing the pledge, and issuing a statement of support.